name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please sit. Yes, on this glorious Ascension Day, it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them. Where on earth is heaven is the proverbial rather tedious question, generally, of course, attributed to some little precocious child addressed to the somewhat confused and equally embarrassed Sunday school teacher. Where on earth is heaven? asked the little child. Ah, a difficult question indeed, of course, not least in the age when astronauts have explored the heavens. And even perhaps a more embarrassing question from the upside-down perspective of Australian Christians. <laughs> Where on earth is heaven for them? And all that, of course, the problem exists largely if we're concerned with altitude. Heaven up there or out there somewhere. But no, on this Ascension Day, we should not be so much concerned, I think, with altitude, but much more with, if I dare say it, attitude. What do I mean by that? Attitude, more than altitude, what are you talking about? Well, let me put another question. It's the question, supposedly, that the ancient Jewish rabbi asked his students. His question was, where on earth is God? God is everywhere, replied the astonished students, of course. No, replied the rabbi, you're quite wrong. God is wherever we let him back in, invite him back in to his world, his whole universe. Yes, God is wherever we say yes to him and allow him to be at home together with his father and ours, with us, yes, in our hearts. You see, let's take it as a package deal. Heaven, hell, and purgatory are not concerned with the limits of time and space, so altitude is not part of their vocabulary or their perception. So let me put it this way. The constant, the constant in all of this, heaven, hell, purgatory, or the bottom line, as we say, though I don't want to get into depth or altitude or height again, the constant in all this is God's eternal, unconditional love of his whole creation and of all his creatures. So let's start at the bottom and work up, if you like, but again, not so concerned about altitude, but rather with attitude. And I think you'll see what I'm trying to get at. Hell. Hell is not that state or place where God stops loving us. Would to God at times it were. No. Hell is not that state or place where God ceases to love us. It's that state or place where we say no to that love. A negative attitude to life and to love and to God. That's hell. And most of us have been there at some point in our lives, quite frequently probably. It shows on people's faces, doesn't it, as I sit in the underground and I look at people and sometimes I think, yes, brother, sister, you're going through hell at the moment. 
a negative attitude, punching love in the face, if you like. It's hard to kick against the goads, says Jesus to St. Paul on that road to Damascus. Purgatory. Purgatory is not that state or place where God doesn't love you. On the contrary, it's that state or place where God loves you all right, but where we blow hot and cold, <laughs> sit on the fence. Maybe sometimes, God, yes, on a good day when my liver's all right and my bank balance is okay. Double-minded, yes and no at the same time, which is where, again, most of us spend most of our time. Yes and no to love in its many forms, but ultimately that love which comes, of course, from God, which is the source of all love. So now, heaven, hell, purgatory, heaven. Now we've got it, I think. Heaven is that place where God doesn't begin to love you because you've begun to love him. Heaven is that place or state where we say yes. Yes, God, yes to love. A positive attitude to love, to life, to God, to ourselves. And then as we say yes, momentarily, just like the sun coming out for a moment from behind the clouds, it's heaven on earth. Don't we say that sometimes? It was just heaven on earth, wherever I am geographically. God's love of you and to me does not blow hot and cold, dear friends. No, it is constant, terrifyingly constant, I think. C.S. Lewis says, an electric fire doesn't cease to be an electric fire. When you warm yourself by it, it's wonderful and warming. If you fall on it or kick against it, it'll consume you. So Eliot says in the end, there are only two alternatives, either to be consumed by fire or by fire, the fires of love. So back to that rabbi, heaven is wherever we let God make his home in his universe, welcome him in, into our hearts and our homes. Everywhere, at all times and in all places, when by his Holy Spirit we're able to say, yes, yes, God, like Mary did once for all of us, when she said, you remember, fiat mihi in the Latin, well, it doesn't matter in the Latin, you... It's the same in every language. Amen in Aramaic. Yes in English. Right on in Americanese. Okay, God, yes. And then it's heaven on earth. Jacob discovered that, didn't he? He said, I did not know that the Lord was in this place, but this is none other than the gate of heaven. And that is where we are now and we shall be supremely as the Lord is present and we open our hearts to him with the Amen at the end of the Eucharistic prayer. Then we are together with Christ and his Father and ours at home, part of the family, even now on earth 
and ultimately forever in heaven. But then it will be the heaven of heavens, as we say, where Christ has gone ahead of us as he promised to prepare a place in the heart of God with his Father and ours. For he has opened his heart to us and he longs for us to open our hearts to him with that little word, yes. Amen. Right on. Yes, indeed. Then heaven has got nothing to do with altitude, but everything to do with attitude. The right attitude to life, to love, to God. That love which originated in the heart of God from the beginning and is now shed abroad in our hearts, as Paul says, by the Holy Spirit of the ascended Christ. I love that hymn. Lord Jesus, give us grace on earth to love thee more, in heaven to see thy face, and with thy saints to adore. Amen. Yes. <laughs>